We're back once again, live in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, and what's up? And welcome to episode 101. We're taking you to school on this one, y'all, of how you're living. Of how you living, live in effect in Greenwood. I'm here in the Just Paid Rent studios, and our man Chaz in the Chaz Tower in that's right, Million Dollar Studios. This is a, a politics show recorded out of Seattle with a little bit of comedy and a little bit of flair for pop culture. Uh, it always starts with a simple question. Title of the show, how you living, Chaz? You know what? It's uh, I'm pretty okay. It's very interesting to live in a world where 45 is not your president anymore. Like, right. we still we still got some remnants. Like, I still I still feel like we still got a lot to talk about because politics are important. It might be stupid, but it's important. Um, yeah. And right now, like, I'm listening to, like, my usual, um, what is it called, podcast. And, and now they're starting to dive into a little bit more things. Um, oh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know one of them today was going over the 10 years of the uh, Arab Spring. Which is interesting that that was ten years ago now. Um, yeah, the, the the first seeds of it. Yeah, the kind of Tunisia uprising, early mm-hmm. Egypt, and then eventually kind of leading into the Syria movement. And there were protests that occurred in Iran. Yeah, yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, so I was like, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's very. It, it's like. It's interesting hearing about, I'm still, I guess I'm, because, you know, I'm a Bernie supporter and uh, I, I was on the, I'll line with you for right now, Joe Biden, but now, right? Um, I don't know, like, because he, he's still wheeling and dealing when it comes to this uh, benefits package, the $1.9 trillion one where he's trying to get some Republicans to get on with it. But, like, it, but even though he knows he can pass it through, um, through budget reconciliation. And right now, like, my biggest concerns about Joe Biden are somewhat surfacing with this. Like, one, I know Joe Biden's an old-school dude who, like, in a lot of ways, maybe people want to take us back to the 90s, but the 90s kind of sucked, right? I don't want to go back to the 90s. I'm going to go forward, right? And it's yeah, still... I mean, we definitely, like, the 90s uh, over the last four years. Oh, yeah. You know, and and... You know, eventually we do have to work with the president we've got right now. I mean, we have him. So we definitely need to be like, you know, activating the right circles. And uh, but, you know, we have to work with Biden at this point. You I know? mean, I just want Biden to go fucking ham. Like this, this nigga is too old. Right? Like, And by that, I mean, like he, he wants to like like he wants to play too nice is basically what I'm getting at. Like I get him meeting with the Republicans and the Republicans. I don't know. I need to look up a little bit more about what was the details of the Republican plan to counter his plan. But we, we've gone through this before when 45 was president. It was like, yeah, we want this. The Republicans, the fiscally minded Republicans, because, you know, now they care about deficits again. Um, 
Uh, I know they don't want to give as much. And, and right now I'm like, do what's fucking effective. Like you have, you have the votes other than like maybe Mnuchin because he, he's a Democrat from West Virginia. So it makes sense that he might be like, I don't know about all that sometimes. But, but under the same token, it's like, yo, people need help. You got budget reconciliation. Fuck them other people. Help the people. Right? Don't be meeting with people because you think we need to come together. No, you haven't even, you haven't had the seditionists actually, you know, be accountable for the shit they did. And you want to work with them? No, nigga. Right? Take your power. Wield that shit. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't know what the fuck you doing, Joe Biden. No, it's Joe Biden. That's right. Joe Biden. Uh, before we get into it, who do you got in the Super Bowl, Chaz? I don't you fucking got watch City, the Tampa NFL Bay. anymore. You know I don't watch bigot ball, nigga. All right? Like Kansas City and Tampa Bay. <laughs> They're playing on Sunday. That's the world we're in, folks. We're three days away from the Super Bowl. Like, I'm Chaz like, that's still like, a, like, thing? Not a thing. What the that's coronavirus? You don't want you don't want any nachos? What are you against chicken wings? What's going on here? I mean, man? no, I'm trying to do that for Evo, y'all. I'm trying to like, like my new Super Bowl is the evolution fighting game tournament. Chaz just watches the commercials from the Super Bowl on YouTube the daily after the game. That's his uh Super Bowl tradition. I mean, I don't even do that anymore. Like <laughs> I I could give nah, zero fucks about sports. Oh no, that's not that's true. What you're doing. Right. You're, wa- you're watching. You're watching the commercials. You're rating them. You do a whole <laughs> podcast about the Super Bowl commercials. I heard it. I've heard it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I should it's do good. that. I should totally yeah. be like random using the Taz band. So, uh, which Super one Bowl is this gonna? Which this one gonna? Um, I digress. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I can't. Anyway, so that's where we're at. Uh, I guess. I mean, part of that is a callback. So we are in our uh, opening segment of the show. From the free form, we go into callbacks. Yes, sir. And you know, uh, you know, call back to the election we just had, or at least the inauguration, the kind of finalization of that election. Uh, you know, Trump's in the news. Uh, they, the city around Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, uh, they uh, they don't want him to to make that his permanent residence. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess there was like a lawsuit. Um, it looks like he might have. One based on a uh, a bylaw about ownership and employees can mm. live in private residences that are on commercial spaces because it's a you know it's a working private club slash golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is going to be taking residence there, but yeah, the city that he lives in, even the town of Marlego, has sued Donald Trump at this point. So uh, he's having trouble finding. Uh, solace anywhere these days that's the only thing i heard this week specifically about him and then call back biden uh yeah we just gotta make sure they they actually i mean we gotta take a look at the agenda maybe for one of your uh bill watch segments oh we'll, yeah we'll we haven't done the, bill uh, watch in a minute bill watch you see our second segment uh we'll we'll take a look call back to bill watch uh we'll we'll take a look at the agenda for the senate and the house and and kind of get an idea of what 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 things are on the horizon, what things we should look out for, and uh, what's going to committee. So call back to progressive government through observation in mm-hmm. the actions that they've taken. Yeah, let me make a uh, note of that. So for next time, we're gonna bring back Bill Watch. 
So that's a callback segment. Uh, we just kind of talk about things we've already talked about. Uh, because of uh, time constraints of, a, of an hour podcast, it's all the FCC gives us the right to record. Uh, let's go into the episode, <laughs> episode 101. It's the entry-level class, Introduction to Podcasting 101. Chaz, uh, what's kind of a main topic in your mind uh, going on? Uh, one thing just to like to, to slide back into callbacks for two seconds. Ajit Pai is not the chairman of the FCC anymore. Yeah, that's great. Maybe we'll get, uh, I don't know, internet that neutrality back now. Right. Cause... You know what? Now I'm on the side <laughs> of the other one. I want to split the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I want the internet to become a public utility because Everybody expects you to have it now. So once I sell all this GameStop stock, I'm going to be rich. So at that there. point, I'm going to want my own. I'm going to want my own private internet. So uh, I'm, we, let's split that internet. Let's get let's get Ajit Pie back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do you think he goes immediately back to Verizon or like one of the big telecoms? He must, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine someone like him, based on how high up he was. And he should have enough liquid capital to just like chill for a minute, right? Like maybe we'll oh, get great. some braces. So we're gonna and get fix that under. We're gonna get TMZ, <laughs> TMZ Bahama photos <laughs> of uh, Ajit Pai now. Great. I mean, I okay. mean, you know, like you know that dude. Like he is a dork, right? But he is yeah. a pernicious dork, and that is a wild like him. We- we need to spread his image around in the 5G memes. <laughs> so if there's going to be 5G memes, I think more of them need to have him involved. So Ajit Pai for 5G memes. That is the request to the uh, the HYL hive out there. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Make the yeah. memes. Make, make the memes. memes. Uh, right. Yes. I digress. So, so what's, uh, what's a big topic on your mind, man? What's uh, What's been going on? <laughs> So, so we know like Trumpism became a huge thing during 45's reign. So I kind of want to take the segments of, you know, America is a mindfuck and or This Week in Fake News, although I want to kind of call it This Week in Terrorism now. Um, <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I'm not done calling the Republicans terrorists. Like, I'm going to be on my shit for a long ass fucking time, listeners. Right? That's sedition. You know what? What's today? Oh, it's February 4th. That's it's a, it's 2 days from the 1 month anniversary of the attempted coup, riot terrorism strike on the Capitol. Don't fucking forget, right? And it's you better hold two him days accountable. Since a rodent saw his shadow <laughs> and we have 6 more weeks of winter <laughs> for those keeping track. Rest in peace Bill Murray. But anyway, oh, wait, I don't I don't know what the results of the vote was today. I know 11 people voted to remove Marie um marjorie taylor green from her um committee appointments right because basically she is like she is i know there were people talking about the QAnon person that got elected and the QAnon person that got elected which is i guess this is kind of a quasi callback because we did talk about this on a earlier episode wasn't major uh marjorie taylor green and she's from georgia and and there, there's a lot of things that she's known for like saying like they're about that life like she Pizzagate, which was a QAnon thing. She's a big part of QAnon. She what she's been in the news for recently is um saying that Sandy Hook and the one that happened in Florida, which I can't remember at the moment, the one with um David Hogg, um, were false flag shootings. 
and oh yeah the with a parkland parkland that's what it is um and and then she's coming in here and then she had this and she was on the floor today and she she was doing that thing that i mentioned in the last episode where well i I wouldn't say that it's just positive framing without like negative contrast but she was definitely doing that thing that republicans do where they never speak to the specifics of things they speak very broadly to it and in speaking very broadly to it the ambiguity allows people to add their own insight and add and draw their own conclusions and, and that is their biggest way of getting shit past the radar and that's all she was doing with that is getting shit past the radar like she deserves every criticism she has she should resign but she understands because she's a terrorist that politics is power right so she's not going to resign Right. And right. and honestly, in, in the only solace we have is that she's a representative and representatives are reelected every two years. So like the only way we can really do anything is going down to Georgia, getting out the vote in her um, <clears throat> in her congressional district. And hopefully we can present a Democrat that activates enough people to get her the fuck out of office. Right. Because like right now, I don't know every all their names and. And I need to start keeping track of like people like her, people like Madison Clawthorn, um, Ted Cruz, and Josh Hawley, and what they're doing post Trump. Because I feel like like Josh Hawley is one person that I still think you really need to look out for. Because I either I think he has the ability to be the next Trump without the bombacity, but with all the perniciousness and all the xenophobia, all the just like I want to strip away. Your liberty is because I don't like who you are as a person because of my, you know, beliefs. And I, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, fuck all that nonsense. So, yeah, they did. They did manage to strip her of some of the committees. So, um, it, it's going to be at least a statement in that that she won't have that direct voice in uh, the way the committee shapes some of the legislation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she still has her time on the floor whenever allotted and votes. And then whatever podium, you know, soapbox she uses in her uh, district. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 telling that they're starting to activate in a political way so cohesively, you know, because, you know, given the kind of left division of what's going on on the four chans and the eight chans is kind of this disassociated collection of of kind of quote unquote you know wackos and what they're kind of starting to show is a little bit of political might in certain you know rural districts and areas that they're able to kind of make these um maneuvers and get people like this elected uh i i do think we have to we have to look at that kind of media portraying into a political ideology uh, side of things a little closely and, and consider it more of a, a contender as opposed to, I think, just something we ignore from the internet or whatever. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that part of it is evident in her election. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how she governs. I mean, I think when you start to censure them, I mean, like you said, there's only two years, so we'll see what happens over the next basically like 18 months. And then you have a direct election at that point, six months of, of campaigning and stuff. Um, yeah. You wonder who's going to come against her and if, if we can kind of get enough of a, a wave in her district to, to get, to get her uh, unseated. But 
in the time being, you know, we'll see if these censure maneuvers actually kind of curtail her ability to, to do that kind of QAnon front. And she has to actually toe some of the line a little bit. Um, so while we're doing stuff in the next 18 months, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. because but. like because we still only have a slim majority in the House and we have the razorist majority in the Senate. So we do have to think about 2022 a little bit more yeah. effectively now than like maybe some other people. And I know that the Republicans are de- definitely they're always understanding how to assert their power legislatively. Right. Always. Yeah. And then, like, we got, yeah. like, when I heard about, what is it, Mitch McConnell talking about Joe Biden, like, well, I got 50 votes, we can do it through budget reconciliation. And I forget the the thing that he said specifically, but he was basically, like, he was, like, saying, like, oh, why would you do that? Why would you use your power? I'm like, bitch nigga, like, you yeah. you, you are fucking Mitch McConnell. Like, you, you are that person. Like, that's who you is. Like, stop acting brand new. I know you're not acting. Yeah, we gotta new. we gotta go after his seat, man. We we I mean that's that's another thing is this we need a six year uh plan to undo his seat. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's true. We like use the uh the politics of a Stacey Abrams type in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And we gotta make a, a groundswell. Uh he can't feel comfortable in that seat. We've gotta, you know, get some Kentucky wins in the legislature there during and the midterms. Mm-hmm. And and kind of shake the ground underneath him, so that when it comes time to his election, he he has somebody that's actually a a legitimate contender. I mean, obviously he's getting older, so somebody is bound to either get his seat because he resigns or win an election against this guy eventually. Um, you know, and I I know part of the reason he wins is the effectiveness and the leadership and the kind of focus he gets in the Senate if you're anybody who recognizes how power is yielded mm-hmm. and wielded in the um, Congress, you would, you would want that powerful person representing your state, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not he has all of the interest of Kentucky in his motives, I would doubt based mm-hmm. on his strict to the Republican code maneuverings. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely yields power in a way that I'm sure is attractive to some of those voters just for knowing Oh, we're going to be in the news and we're going to have some sway in what's going on. So, you know, it's it's uh it's a tough game to beat incumbents in general in any election in America. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the key. But you're right. Like, yeah, we'll just have to hopefully. I mean, we will have to do some of this uh, across the aisle maneuvering uh, just to make sure we we get some of these bills passed with a, with a good majority and also just. Oh, um, I say fuck that. I say the reason why I say fuck that is if they don't get rid of the filibuster, they fucking bunk ass niggas. I'm sorry. Democrats, get rid of the fucking filibuster. Fuck this across the aisle bullshit. Like they didn't do that shit to you. Stop being some nice people. Stop being agreeable. Be argumentative. Use your power effectively. Fuck them bunk ass niggas. I'm sorry. Like, no, no, I'm done with those fucking terrorists. Like, I'm sorry. No, you don't you don't spring you don't spun people up with lies about a stolen election and then say we need to go across the aisle. What kind of bullshit is that? No, no. Well, not <laughs> all of them. I'm not, I mean, there's definitely Republicans that we'll need to work with. And there's definitely Republicans that are on these committees and things that shape the legislation. So, you know, behind closed doors, there's uh, a lot of handshaking and more cordial behavior than we see on the news or on C-SPAN and everything. Um 
Then there are traitors. I'm, I'm, I'm not considering this a war against the conservative view or, or value. You know, I, I do think the representation, I mean, you can see just how parties evolve over time. I mean, the current Trump kind of escalation of the the far right is, you know, that's a nouveau kind of new element in the Republican Party. I mean, um, that's just straight up not, fascism at this point. Like, let's just call it yeah. what it is. So, well, what, yeah, what, what his, like, if you, what we were designating in the last previous 99 episodes before our 100th, um, was the kind of the designation of the Republican voter, the, the conservative Republican voter, and then the actual Trump voter, and how they kind of fit in this odd category of, um, of, you know, voter who doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily follow either other party's designation but they, they feel the groundswell of like what you're talking about the fascist movement and the ability for them to operate you know in the open with some pretty um backwards and outdated ideas um but i i, I just think if you demonize an entire party and a, you you do get some backwash in the next time those um states are up in some election or something that is in the future needs to be dealt with, you know? So I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I understand that it seems like every time the Republicans get control, all they do is throw everything in our face. But I do mm -hmm. always say that there are, you know, there's millions of people who are Republicans, you know, and I don't think all the millions of people who are Republicans are terrorists, you know, and I don't think they're all part of the, you know, agendas and the, and the, and the viewpoints that we know and, and identify in current mainstream Trump highlighted, uh, Republican behavior. Um, I just don't think that's the way. I don't think that conversation and that kind of uh, verbiage is is what's ever going to get this country from just being this divisive, you know, endless uh, us versus them war. I mean, anyone who's looked at the sway that how much of what Biden's done in the last two weeks is just him undoing things that Trump did. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how many first two weeks of what Trump did was just undoing things that Obama did. So, I mean, we, we, we do have to sometime look in the mirror as a whole as this divided nation and, and say, why do we keep doing this pendulum motion and this like do undo? You know, why can't we find uh, a better kind of strategy of actually, you know, building towards something? I don't know um, what that's going to take. I don't and, know either because we have a party that basically it says what is truth fuck you right and one that's like oh yeah we want to go on truth but we also want to kowtow to bigots so I don't get it like I honestly don't get it like yeah I mean it's yeah it's tough and I mean I I think it goes back to kind of my opinions on you know parliamentary uh situations where it does seem like minority voices and smaller groups actually get uh, a better opportunity to be represented and um, get different types of legislation in, in the form of coalitions and those kind of things. And, you know, I know, I know we're never going to switch the seat of government here in America, but I do think that is kind of the solution. I think that's where the Bernie movement fits in. I think that's where like a black lives matter movement could kind of parlay into a, a more political movement. If it had, kind of political aspirations and ideology tied in and the ability to be an effective you wouldn't call it a third party in a parliamentary election because you might have 10 but um you know be an alternate party 
Um, well, you so, know why we don't have that, right? Well, we rebelled against the previous system, first of all. Well, well, and, no, no, no. We don't have that because we have first-past-to-post voting, right? And first-past-post voting has the spoiler effect, and that renders any third-party attempts ineffective because most, in order to have a seat of power, you have to pick one of the two popular parties. So, well, right. And then, no, and it goes back, I mean, it goes back ages. I mean, it's it's been solidified over the last, you know, 150 years, you know, since the pretty much dissolving of the Whig party and the emergence of the Republican party at that time. But there, there's always been two parties ever since we had first past to post voting. There, there's right. been some third parties, but no third party. Anytime a third party has done anything really was like when they did this spoiler uh, in like back in 1929 in that vote. But, and, th- and that's one of the reasons why I always mention ranked choice voting. Because if you want to have, like, because even in a parliamentary system, you can have an entire party take it over and have the majority. That happened in India, right? Um, and because yeah, they also but, have first, fast, to post voting, right? You, if you if you look at most parliamentary systems, you will see some representation at the highest levels of a lot more views and identified political ideologies. Like just even in Canada, for instance, mm-hmm. you know. You have the like two to three major parties, but you've got another like five that are kind of ancillary parties that run in different regions and, and gain representation. And they get actual, you know, national attention and focus to, to specific issues. And, you know, you, you don't really get that in our system. But it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of what you're saying is like it's the structure and foundation of it that leads to it. And then it's also just kind of the history and it's self-reliance at this point, you know, it's, it's the monster that has to feed itself. And, you know, that was, you know, the, the Ralph Nader kind of, uh, momentum and, and ideology in the early two thousands was pick a party, Republican or Democrat, by the way, they're the same, you know, cause he always looked at it as mm-hmm. corporate investment and, and like how they're just corporate shills. They, they the basically are. Right. So, yeah, no, it's a tricky system. And I just, you know, and I I think call a spade a spade. You know, if it's like Marjorie Taylor Greene, we were saying, you know, she has quoted QAnon. She has quoted some wild opinions about things being, you know, hoaxes and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you know, let's call that out. I'm just not saying we, we should say every single person who identifies a Republican at this moment is somehow a terrorist. Like, I don't necessarily think that's an appropriate like lean in the sense that at some point, A, that person could change their mind. They could become somebody that uh, does identify as a Democrat if they find like an ideology match. But also we might see a change in the Republican Party in our lifetime. You know, there may be an alteration in its um, its streamline and it's the way that it motivates I mean, especially if there's ever a change in um industries you know if if you know this tech movement and green technology movement gets to be mm-hmm. the billion dollar companies suddenly you might hear a lot more green talk coming out of the republicans especially if there's a nickel to be made you know so we'll see uh, you know, I, I would like because uh, like I'm saying, if I'm if I'm attracted to the parliamentary system, I would like at least to have two good parties that are presenting good, solid ideas that help the most 
people that don't have racism tied into them that have, you know, and can have competitive ideas ideas in the system, because I do think those would benefit us mm-hmm. ultimately if we had that. Um, just because I do think competition does breed better innovation. Um, you get a little stagnation when when things stay the same. But, you know, it's all it's all, you know, hope. And and given the last hundred years, you know, obviously, I won't hold my breath waiting for the, the majority of the Republicans to have, you know, good ideas and clean energy and support um, progressive ideals. But it could happen. I mean, honestly, I'm still like, even though I call them terrorists, more, mostly to be hyperbolic and really upset about the amount of subterfuge and just dismissal of the impact of January 6th. Also, oh, just yeah. like all yeah. the fucking like, <clears throat> like it, it's and on one hand, because I know that n- nothing is true and everything is permitted, they're going to do everything they can to assert their power and see politics as power. They are effective wielders of power, right? But in, in this, it it means that they assert outcomes on people that they don't like because of their religion. They did it to gay people, right? Now they're doing it to trans people. Um, when it came to slavery and the inherent bigotry there that people used to actually create race as a thing, they did it with racism, right? And and then now because of the economy and because their sector of jobs are the type of ones that are dealing with destroying our planet to be in, in, uninhabitable by human beings in a certain amount of time, they do it with that, right? And, and it's just like when it comes to, you know, like if you even though I say fuck a market capital capital system eventually, if you want to keep a market capital system now and you're up against people who have uh, countries that have billions of motherfuckers, right? And you need people to produce work for you, but you're like, we don't want immigrants though, fam. I'm like, really? Really? Like, like the Republicans yeah. are good at one thing, wielding power, but who they wield it against <laughs> is fucked up, right? And that's why I'm like, no. No, right. And and honestly, right, I had a long talk with a friend because I was like, like people, he's a friend who like, he's basically a centrist. And I was on Facebook and I was in my feelings, right? And and then somebody was on his post and then I was like, why are you still talking to this terrorist? Right. And then and eventually he said, like, I had to shut down the conversation because he like, he was going off on it. And I didn't see the comment, like the comment change after that. I was just like, no. Why are you dealing with this terrorist, right? After these four fucking years, you're really going to do this shit? What the fuck, right? Like, I was mad, right? I was, I'm just like, I'm fed up with y'all niggas right now. I'm sorry. And... <laughs> well, <but>. anyway, <laughs> the point is, you know, we are... So we're here in February. We've got Biden. Uh, we do need... We're at least getting some action from the Justice Department on some of the... Uh, contributors to the insurrection on January 6th. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, The FBI has been following up on leads and continuing to uh, arrest or fine or interview uh, multiple people involved. So we're starting to kind of peel back the layers of, of the people that were responsible. Obviously leadership at the top, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of, quelling keeping the fire going and and trump of course lighting the uh yeah. the torch um i mean to be honest with you like if you ain't a democrat right now in senate and every time you see um what's his name ted cruz and you don't say nigga fuck you you ain't about that life 
Anytime you see Josh Howley, if you don't say nigga fuck you, you ain't about that life. I'm sorry. Like, no. I need to find oh, the names man. of those other six people who also was like, we don't think we think it was stolen, so we're gonna just say yeah. if you don't go to them and say nigga fuck you, you ain't about that life. I'm sorry. Yeah, and like, I dare you, <laughs> QAnon shaman, come on the show. We'll interview you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Find you know what? Going I, wanna, on with your brain. I, I, I will I will I wanna talk to a QAnon person. I'll do that. I'll do Let's that. Do I'll do that for the Alex content. Jones, you're still you're still available. <laughs> I don't know what closet you're recording out of, but if you wanna come on the show, Chad said it. Oh yeah, no, no, seriously, like because yes, even uh, Alex, his hero, Alex Jones, should come on the podcast. Damn, a fucking hero, that, not that bunk ass nigga. He says something makes the frogs gay or something. I forget. That, that nigga <laughs> is weird. <laughs> like, like oh, no, man. man. I think he said voting Democratic is what makes frogs gay. No. Well, yeah, that no, I'm so a gay frog, the- damn bitch, <laughs> croak, gay, croak, bro. nigga. Anyway, <laughs> that's our first. That's our first T-shirt for the show. It's gonna be uh, "I'm a frog." Then <laughs> how you live in dot com. <coughs> this shit is free, folks. Right? Uh, <laughs> we wallet <yeah>. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we uh, open invite to y'all to come on the show, uh, and we'll we'll have a debate. Chaz will yell at you a bit. I'll try to make you laugh. We'll we'll hear your wild ideas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll 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 talk shit about you in the episode after that. But uh, <laughs> just kidding, we're nice. We're, <laughs> we, we like our former guests. We're gonna start having guests again. That's a thing. Yeah, it's gonna happen <clears throat> one of these days. We just gotta get our timing right. Know when we're gonna record more than twenty four hours before. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess for my uh, interruption, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Chaz's favorite sport, which is the NFL. No, uh, Super Bowl's Fuck coming up. Ball. You got you got Tom Brady. You got you got Patrick Mahomes. I think you've got five thousand attendees. The Super Bowl is going to be attended by a live audience. Chaz, it's going to be five thousand people. If you got right. pina corona and you uh, do your end zone dance. And then as the joke was last week, uh, I'm not sure still if they can fire the cannon in Tampa Bay when uh, when they score points for the Buccaneers. I'm assuming still not. Uh, so listen for that. Uh, as always, you know, the Seahawks, uh, it's painful not to see him in the big game. Uh, I might watch it. I think I might even just go snowboarding and catch like a little bit of the second half in the lodge. Uh, if they let I think or if they don't let you watch it, I can watch it on my phone or something. Mm-hmm. And and just enjoy something uh, outside a little bit. Uh, it is a, I believe, three p.m. three thirty kickoff for uh, the Pacific side here. So it's like a six thirty thing going on in the East Coast this Sunday. And uh, you know, Chaz misses you guys. You guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring back uh, <laughs> all the players that were blackballed at one point or another, and uh, probably get rid of. Uh, the commish and and maybe hire somebody who uh represents more of the struggle and what's going on in the players and uh and then we can maybe get chaz baz to watch his beloved philadelphia eagles again on sunday nights folks so that's nah, it i said a bring little Colin uh, kaepernick back into the nfl and denounce all what's bigotry your, what's, your, you what's your favorite go-to super bowl related snack Oh, hot wings all day, every day. Like hot wings okay. is the shit. 
Right, Buffalo, especially if straight, straight into the blue cheese or uh Oh yeah, you know right. I'm a blue cheese person. Yeah, I know I'm right. black. Yeah, you could take my black card, but fuck you. Blue cheese <laughs> over ranch. I said it. I said it. I said is, what I said. This, do, do black people let is that is that is that a thing that they're supposed to like ranch over blue cheese? To a certain degree. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Okay. I'm a blue cheese guy as well. I mean, I mean, I'm also white, but <laughs> <laughs> almost whiter than the blue cheese itself. Actually, the fact that it has some blue tint to it, it would make it a, a darker shade. Uh, yeah, no, hot wings is good. Uh, I love a not, I love a good nacho plate mm, where it's got yeah. the like kind of the good spread of all the different vegetables and uh, protein items and a good layer of cheese. Uh, those are always solid. And then you got the weird items. You go to weird like parties where people are, you know, they got like sushi out and stuff. I, I'm not really like a party sushi guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like sushi's like better handed to me from a person who just cut the sushi. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really a sushi on the uh, on the on the kitchen table guy, but I don't know. No, for uh, real, for real though, I do miss Super Bowl parties. Like to, yeah. be, to take a principled stance against the NFL. And like that's the one thing I miss out on is like I remember every year I used to go to the supermarket, get my wings, fry them up, make my own sauce, you know, flip them in there, take it to a friend's house, and we party. Like I did that for like five what, years straight. What would it would it would it would we have to make Kaepernick the uh, the commissioner? Is that what would what would it take to bring you back into the fold? To oh, the NFL? oh, I don't know. Like I, I'm already a nerd, so like I'm already like. I don't really care about sports to to a very large degree to begin with, right? And, and I only really watched football because my dad was into it. And then I watched it because either my friend who lives close to um, Seahawks Stadium, we would watch it every Sunday, or I would go to a friend's house and hang out with friends to watch it on Sunday. Usually for me, it was more of like a collective effervescence thing than it was about the game itself, right? And I really don't feel inclined to watch it again, like... Like, I mean, you're still going to have, like, people who have too much money who support Republicans who, right, (laughs) you're going to have all this pomp and circumstance to the military that I feel like is wholly unnecessary and very propagandistic. Like, I'm just not a fan, like, of all the, like, of all the sports that we have, like, like, baseball, which I find boring as fuck, I would go still see a game for Right, then I would the NFL because the NFL is Pax Americana, but in, in a pernicious way, and I'm not about that life. Right, and so <laughs> all right, well, we lost you. NFL. <laughs> uh, are you? What, what's your opinion of the XFL? Are you still on board? We got I the mean, Rock bring, bringing it back. I mean, I hope I hope they are like you know the meaner, cleaner version of the NFL. I mean, I hope they have like diversity. I hope there's like, you know, one team that just has the trans flag as their colors, right? You know, you like go. like okay. have a team that just goes say it loud and black and I'm proud, right? You know. All right. All right. All right. Like I don't need my country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Like I don't need people having like, you know, airplanes and jet fighters and boom 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 Merkel. Like during the whole thing. I I'm no. No. Like I, I just like I am an American and usually when I say like I'm an American. I'm usually making fun of how undereducated we are overall. And, and I know from like a systemic point of view, like we don't put enough, we haven't invested enough money in our education. And of course our education is attached to um, 
property value. So that affects the type of education you can get in those areas, right? And I'm just not about all this, like, patriotism for the sake of patriotism. Like, you don't love America? Like, no, I don't actually <laughs> love America, to be honest with you, right? <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> You know what, man? Fuck it. I'm going to go on a limb. I love America. <laughs> I think we can do better. I mean, I we can I mean, do better. We can for sure do better. I got I got reasons to love it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's the what's the next most important topic? Kind of lead us into the end of the show, Chaz. What do you got uh, that you want to to discuss with the folks here? Um, I actually listened to a really good podcast um, that a friend posted on... Um, on Facebook, it's the Hidden Brain podcast, which I believe is from NPR. But this one went over like, like why people have conflicts and like what I uh, I don't know the best way to succinctly um, explain it, but it's called Your Worst Enemy. And right now, if you're listening to this, like when it releases, which is probably going to be on the fourth or the fifth, um, you you can listen to it and it just it, it's an hour long but and I want to listen to it multiple times and one of the key things that I got from it was the difference between task conflict and relationship conflict um uh, because like so so basically they in in the, in the presentation of this they went over the soup nazi from Seinfeld and how basically like when Elaine was like I don't really like lima beans and then he was like get the fuck out for one year you ain't about this like and, no soup for you one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and then that was basically him having a relationship conflict. And they're saying like sometimes people confuse um past conflicts with relationship conflicts. And a relationship conflict is one where it's like, uh, oh no, I don't like you. I wish I had never knew you before. Ill, get out of my life. Right. And then a task conflict is just like, I I don't think this is right, fam. Right. And so and, and then, but they have a bunch of good things there. Another thing that they brought up was a teacher with this class. Um, he would do this four houses project. And basically it's a lesson on how critique and iteration can make things better. Like if you're a writer, you know this because, you know, you do a lot of rough drafts and everything like this. But basically he would have the whole class draw a house. And then it's like, all right, critique them. And then they'll go and then they'll critique them. And then based on the critiques, they'll do something better. And he do that four times or... I believe I might be inferring or paraphrasing that last part, but um and but yeah, it's a really good episode. It teaches a lot about like how people interact with each other and why, you know, people might react to certain things. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The other thing I remember to it from they used uh like these three Ps, um, and it was um, let me see, a preacher, a prosecutor, and a politician. And a preacher is someone who sits there and is like, I know everything about this, so I need to proselytize it. Like, you know what? Like, for me, I'm a whole milk person, right? Bunk that skim milk bullshit, right? And, like, so if I was going to preach something, I'd be like, whole milk all day. Like, well, you want this watered-down bullshit? Like, how am I supposed to eat my honey smacks with this shit? Anyway, right? That that would be a preacher. And then yeah. the prosecutor is the one that's basically trying to, like, tell you you're wrong. So if someone was like, I like skim milk. I'm like, skim milk? Uh-uh, ain't going to make your body good like it is not so i don't i don't have a good argument against skim milk you do you but (laughs) (laughs) you don't like flavor why you got your skim milk yo whole milk only (laughs) 
don't even. I shouldn't even be saying that because, like, I might. I don't be even. Like, I don't even have a middleman. My room. My roommate is a dairy cow. Straight <laughs> to the source. Move Man, skim milk. on over. Skim milk. Skim anyway. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is the politician, and the politician was um more so. It was more so about like less trying to convince someone of your side and less of like trying to tear down someone's idea, but trying to make like a group of people be aligned with you. And so I would thought that was an interesting style of like argumentation and conflict. And, and they didn't, then they went over like, I shouldn't probably like, but it's a really good episode. So I think, I think you should listen to it. All right. And that's called the hidden brain. Yep. Hidden brain. And NPR national public radio. Right. And and as always, uh, ranked choice voting is the pillar of my political platform. And as we mentioned earlier, if we want something closer to the multiple parties of a parliamentary system, you need to get rid of post first past the post voting. So if you want that, support it. Support it. Exactly. If, if it's in your state legislature, if it's in your city legislature, if you have the ability to like you know just get a hundred like a one hundred thousand signatures or something to put it on the ballot, do it. Because if you really want, like, your nuanced voices to be there, we got to get rid of this two-party system. And the one that sustains it is the voting system. So, yeah, you know. And keep an eye out for it in your local areas, whether it's in, you know, your city level, state level, county government. Uh, you know, it's a good option, you know, no matter what, because it gives everyone a voice and an opportunity to, to, to kind of give nuance to their decision and doesn't just reward, you know, the person who spends the most money and has the most kind of, you mm-hmm. know, media focused um, campaign. And it can actually get some, you know, brighter ideas from smaller groups and parties out into the, the mainstream. So do yeah. that. HR Always one, register y'all. to vote. If for some reason you haven't registered or you're 17, you're about to be 18, get, get the information so you can register to vote. And, uh, Pay attention to any of those special elections or local elections going on. You know, take a page out of George's book and see mm-hmm. what powerful change they managed to do over those three weeks or so for the setting up for that special election and and managing to uh, to come out victorious with uh, two blue senators. You know, um, ground squell politics can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know. If you have some good ideas and you know some people that are influential in your area, you know, find out ways that you might be able to develop a team or a network and backers and 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 have, you know, you or someone that has your values run for, for some of these positions, you know, from the uh, from the school board to the president. As we've always said, you know, there's politics in your life and you do have a voice in how the world around you operates and, and what is available to people, what opportunities are out there. And, you know, increasing opportunities is uh, a generally a, a good value for any community to have. Um, it, you know, there's disparities everywhere, you know, and it's not all just running along race, you know, it runs along income boundaries and runs along, you know, uh, heritage and culture and the ability for people to, to feel a part of a, a community and, you know, reach out and create more opportunity. If, if everyone's gaining a chance and given an opportunity, you know, you definitely see a lot less strife and a lot less infighting. And, and maybe through those communities and that growth, we can start to get, um, you know, a little version of the world we want and, and have the politics that we see represent us and don't be some of these kind of 
harsh and uh, fascist and different views take over and and not do anything about it. So instead, we we need to uh, use our voice, and uh, that starts wherever you are. If you don't think you have any power or representation from the president, you know, find the level of government that you feel influenced by mm-hmm. and and work on it uh as always um you can get a hold of me at Seatown mayor on the twitter sphere and you can always get a hold of the show and give us some of these ideas and things that you're working at at hylbox.com at gmail.com uh is there anything else you wanted to leave the listeners with and how else can they get a hold of you man uh, you know, as always, we still have a uh, HR Bill One um that we need your support on because that just goes over all the other stuff, all the lingering like gerrymandering and money in politics and you know corporations or people and all that other stuff. Um, so you know, if you can call your senators, um, call your Congress people, get the get the word out on your social medias or when you're having like any of your online sessions or. If you are meeting people in person, safely or unsafely, you do you. Um, <laughs> right? Like, e- even though that those actions have an impact on other people, if you're the person doing it, I, I know you don't take that into consideration, so it's whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, let folks know about it. Like, reforming our politics, because definitely, you know, corporate interests, like we mentioned earlier with Ralph Nader, it's true. It's real. It has a real effect on how much our voices actually have an effect on our politicians. So that, that's why I think we should support it. That's one of the things that if we pass, it'll be a game changer. And it'll be something really hard for the Republicans to take away if they regain power again. Because it power to the people. Anyway, you can find me on Chaz underscore Bass on the TikToks, on the Instagrams, and on the Twitters. One Z in the Chaz, two Zs in the Bass. Um. Yeah, we do it. We do it big. Exactly, and uh, you know, keep listening. Thanks again, folks. Uh, as always, stay tuned. We'll have new episodes. We're always trying to keep up with what's going on. Uh, give a listen to our back catalog. You can kind of look through the different topics and get an idea of what we've talked about. Hold us to the fire that we're keeping track of those things, and we can do them in another callback ep- episode or mm-hmm. take a peek at what's going on in Congress in the famous Bill Watch. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to bring that back. Yeah, so uh, as always, we appreciate that. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, whatever. Uh, you know, definitely uh, work with the people in your family who who might listen that if they might be on a different side of the coin and 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 help share some of your values and and how they can be a part of your life and 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 be for change. So work on that. Uh, Chaz, as always, man, appreciate you. Uh, this has been fun. We'll uh we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, good to see you, Mikel. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for chilling. See- Thanks for recording. Yeah. Not a problem. And uh, we out, folks. Make them roll up. Show up, show up. Back out, pull up. Make them roll up. Make them roll up. Oh, my niggas is ready to go. Pop smoke, big smoke, clipping the stick.